Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to episode eight of the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve i want to thank you for listening to this podcast Today we're going to talk about an important subject. We're going to spend the entire episode on this subject, and that is the topic of commanding respect. We're going to get into that topic a little bit, talk about what it means, talk about what it doesn't mean. And this will hopefully give you some guidance on the way that you should um, kind of act and the way you should kind of hold, uh, uh, conduct yourself throughout your situation. Um, we've spent the first seven episodes of this podcast talking about some of that, talking about why you should behave in certain ways and why you shouldn't behave in certain ways. And I mentioned in a previous podcast the importance of commanding respect. And we'll get into a little bit about what commanding respect is and isn't. Um, because a lot of people confuse uh, demanding respect uh, with commanding respect. So we'll get into what, what all of that means. But first of all, I want to go back and, and, and talk about how you're probably feeling right now and in, in, in the types of, of uh, thoughts that you are having as you're going through your situation. And the instinct of course, is once we, once we hear the words, I want a divorce, or I love you, but I'm not in love with you, or I don't want to be married to you anymore, the instinct that we have is to try to nice our walkaway spouse back to the marriage. We don't want to do anything that's going to upset them. We, we don't want to do anything that's going to uh, you know, cause them to become angry with us. And so we start walking on eggshells and start trying to become that perfect husband or wife, um, thinking that that's the way that we're going to win back our spouse and save our marriage relationship. And because of that, a lot of times we start to um, no longer command respect from our spouse. We no longer um, do things that will, will cause us to be attractive to our spouse and, 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 and look like that we are standing up for ourselves and, and, and defending ourselves. Um, we start treating the walkaway spouse with kid gloves and you know, trying to, to not say or do anything that is going to, in our mind, upset them and push them further away. And we end up becoming doormats. We, we spent a little bit of time in this podcast talking in the past about the instinct to become the perfect spouse. 
uh, husbands um, that have a, a, a wife that, you know, comes to them and says, I don't want to be married anymore and uh, will suddenly become super husband and will, you know, start doing all types of household chores and housework to, to try to uh, smooth things over with their wife. Um, wives sometimes do the same thing. They try to become super wife and super mom and, and take all of the stress and all the responsibility for being a husband and father off of their walkaway husband. And like I said a minute ago, what that does is it, it, is it turns us into doormats. Um, I want you to think about for a minute um, whether you're whether you're the left behind wife or left behind husband. I want you to think a minute what you think about people that you know in your life and consider doormats that can that you consider uh, not having a backbone that you that you look at and and realize that they don't stand up for themselves and they just kind of take uh, whatever treatment and take whatever behavior other people around them give to them. Is that an attractive trait? Or is that an unattractive trait? Because while we're concerned with trying to win our spouse back and therefore we think we have to be, you know, super husband or wife and super nice and do nothing that upsets them. In the process, what we're really doing is we're becoming a doormat to them. And we're, we're becoming somebody who is no longer worthy of respect. Um, you know, when you think about the people that you may know in your life that you would consider doormats, probably, uh, you know, them being attractive is not something that comes to mind. Um, you know, being a doormat is not something that that other people look at and go, wow, I really admire that about that person. You know, that they let other people just walk all over them. And so it's the same thing with your spouse that wants out of the marriage. You're not going to attract them back by becoming their doormat. You're not going to attract them back by, by letting them walk all over you. You're not going to attract them back by not making them live up to their end of their responsibilities as a spouse and as a parent. So this is something that you really need to try to avoid is to try to avoid the falling into the trap of becoming, you know, so over-accommodating that you're bending over backwards for your walkaway spouse and allowing them to treat you and do just about anything um, to you or that they want to do. And so it's really imperative that you take a step back from your situation and look at it as an outside observer and say, am I being a doormat? since they dropped the bomb on me that they want out of the marriage. There's nothing that is attractive about being a doormat. And that doesn't matter whether you're dating somebody for the first time, whether you've been married to them for 20 years, whether they've said they want out of the marriage or not. Becoming their doormat is not something 
that is attractive because it's not worthy of respect. Now we've talked, we touched on this topic before about why it's so important to command respect at this time. And it, this is especially true for left behind husbands, but it, 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 it's important for left behind wives as well. And that is that you do things that command respect. You do things that um, are going to be worthy of respect. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that sometimes you're going to do things or say things that your walkaway spouse is not going to like. It may upset them. It may make them mad. It may make them sad. They might not like you very much at the moment, but they will respect you. One of the things that I advocate is that you do not share a bedroom with a cheating spouse. So in other words, you know, either you've found out about an affair or they came to you and confessed an affair or you confronted them and they admitted an affair or you have undeniable evidence that there's an affair going on. One of the things that I advocate is moving them out of the master bedroom. They're the ones that have stepped outside of the marriage. They're the ones that want to leave the marriage. So therefore, they should be the ones to sleep somewhere else. Now, when if you're a left-behind husband and, and your wife's cheating on you or you're a left-behind wife and your husband's cheating on you and they either go to work or they go out to meet their other person or what, wherever they end up going and you move their personal belongings out of the marital bedroom and into a guest bedroom or in, into another room that, that um, you're demanding that they, they sleep in and stay in and, and live in. Um, as we mentioned before, um, it, you can't really kick somebody out of the house. Um, you, you both are residents of that home and you have legal rights to be in that home. But that doesn't mean you have to share a bedroom with them. So I advocate making the strong move of moving them out of the master bedroom if they are in an active physical affair. Now, when they get home and all of their personal items, their toiletries, everything like that is out of the, the master bedroom and is now in a guest bedroom, they're not going to be too happy about that. They might get angry about that and get upset about that. They might even not like you at that moment and they may even tell you that they hate you. So they're going to be upset, they're going to be mad, they're going to be angry but they're going to respect you. And that's something that you can't forget, is strong action sometimes results in strong emotions, but strong action also results in commanding respect. And so in the days following, um, you know, in the, in the weeks and the months following, the words, I don't want to be married to you anymore, I want a divorce, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, whatever, whatever form uh, that, that 
your spouse chose to tell you that they, they wanted out of the marriage, those weeks and months following are important times to command their respect. Now we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about commanding respect, and we're going to talk about the difference between commanding respect and demanding respect. We'll be right back. Welcome back to episode eight of the Avoiding Divorce podcast. In this episode, we're talking about commanding respect. And just to do a brief recap of the first segment, we talked about behaviors that um, you need to be looking at, engaging in, in order to command respect, and, if, and behaviors to avoid, to not come across as being a doormat. And I, I just want to repeat that our instincts after our spouse tells us they don't want to be married to us anymore is to become a doormat, is to become as nice as we can and become super husband or wife. And that actually has the opposite effect on our spouse because what's really most important is that they respect us. I didn't spend a, a lot of time explaining this in the first segment, so I'd like to, before I get into the difference between commanding respect and demanding respect, I want to get into a little bit about why um, it's so important that respect is something that, that you command um, at this time. Um, especially for left-behind husbands, this is important, because women are not attracted to men that they don't respect. Um, the, you know, attraction for a woman follows closely after respect. And so it's so important as a left-behind husband that you realize this, that in order for them to uh, get their attraction back for you, you have to be willing to command respect because their attraction follows respect. But left behind wives, it's similar. Um, and as we talked about in the first segment, being a doormat is never attractive, whether you're a left behind husband or a left behind wife. And even though I don't think it's quite as important from an attraction standpoint from a, for a man to be attracted to a woman, um, I certainly think that men are more attracted to women they respect than to women they aren't. So this is why it's so important as the left-behind spouse, that you command respect. And we talked in the first segment about some of those behaviors that command respect and some of those behaviors that make you a, a doormat and why you should avoid those behaviors. But what is the difference between commanding respect and demanding respect? Because you see, we live in a society today that um, demands, people demand respect. My daughter watches, she's a teenager, and she watches various shows. And it always, it always uh, amazes me that these, you know, younger adults in today's culture all have this, you know, 
such a stance against disrespect. You see people who are willing to get into physical altercations because they feel disrespected by somebody. Or, you know, are, are, you, know you even see crimes committed, um, assaults, and, and even murders because somebody disrespected somebody. Respect is not something that you demand. So you don't walk into a room of people and go, I demand you all respect me. That's, that's not the way respect works. Um, you can do all the demanding of respect that you want, but you're not going to get a lot of respect by demanding people respect you. Now, if you walk into a room and you earn that room's respect... And I think we all understand what I mean by that, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example in a, in a moment. Then, then you show yourself worthy of respect and people will respect you. Um, the example that I want to give is if, if you're at work and you are exhibiting behaviors at work that are worthy of respect. You show up on time. You work hard during your work day. You treat your coworkers um, the way that you would want to be treated. You, um, you know, learn what you need to do to do the job. All these things are things that are worthy of respect and that help you earn that respect. So this idea of being worthy of respect and earning respect goes hand in hand with the idea of commanding respect. So instead of walking into a room full of people and announcing that you demand they respect you, if you walk into a room full of people and behave in ways that are worthy of respect, do things that command respect, then that's when you will earn that respect and get that respect. So there's a difference between just demanding respect. You will respect me. And we, you know, sometimes you hear um, abusive spouses saying that to their spouse. You will respect me. Um, and they usually have their own idea of what respecting them is. You know, not, not talking to members of, of the opposite sex, not talking to people they don't approve of, they got, you know, probably have all these controlling behaviors that they're saying if you if you cross these lines you're disrespecting me. That's not really worthy of respect, is it? Telling a spouse they can't talk to certain people or certain classes of people, it's not really commanding respect, that's demanding respect. And normally when you demand respect, the exact opposite is going to occur. So think about walking into that room full of people and announcing that you demand that they all respect you. Do you really respect them? Sure, they might be intimidating. They might be scary. Maybe they're armed. Maybe, who knows what the situation is. But you don't really respect them just by being intimidated or being scared of them. And certainly, if you're not intimidated or scared of them for some reason, then them demanding respect is not going to garner your respect for them. And, and, and probably you will 
let them know that pretty quickly that you don't respect them. So it's not demanding respect because that usually engenders the opposite response from somebody. If we tell them that they have to respect us, then more than likely they're not going to respect us. And there's also a, a, a piece of that as well that says that if you have to demand respect, then you're probably not worthy of that respect. People who command respect don't verbally demand respect. They just act in ways that are worthy of respect and earn that respect, and therefore they command respect. So it's really important to, to understand the differences. And one of the things that we've touched on in previous episodes is setting boundaries and the fact that um, we really can't force someone to respect our boundaries. In other words, if I say to my spouse, um, my, a boundary for me is not uh, going out one-on-one -on -one with another man for lunch or dinner or you know, meeting up with another man one-on-one, -on -one, um, that's, that's fine for me to have that boundary. But I can't keep her from doing that. She might still cross that boundary. Where the respecting of boundaries comes in is how you're going to handle that boundary. So if my boundary is if my wife meets with another man one-on-one, -on -one, then I'm going to take an action. You know, maybe... That action is that I'm going to, um, you know, call up a, you know, marriage counselor or an individual counselor and have a session with them or, you know, take some other action related to that. But, by, you know, but that's where the respect for the boundary comes in. It comes from how you're going to react to it, not that you demand that your spouse doesn't cross that boundary. This is something that comes up all the time with left behind spouses. How do I get them to respect my boundaries? Well, I gave you an example in, in the first segment of this episode. If a boundary for you is that your spouse isn't to have a physical affair or any type of affair for that matter, then your boundary should be, okay, if you do that, I'm going to move you out of the marital bedroom. The boundary is not having an affair. The action that you take that commands respect is moving them out of the, out of the marital bedroom if they cross that boundary. Now, telling them, you have to stop the affair, you've crossed my boundary, that's the same thing as demanding respect and more than likely that it will engender the opposite response from your walkaway spouse so it's really important to understand that commanding respect is about the things that you do not the things that you say so have boundaries and then take action that's how you command respect and 
doing th uh, doing things that are done from a position of strength is commanding respect. In other words, back to the example of a cheating spouse, allowing them to come and sleep in the marital bedroom every night, even though you know that they're sleeping with somebody else, is not a position of strength. Moving them out of the bedroom and, and letting them know they aren't welcome in the marital bedroom while the affair is going on, that is something you're doing from a position of strength. And so always be looking at what you can do from a position of strength to command respect. So hopefully this has been a helpful episode to you. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. I'll be glad to uh, answer any questions you might have around this topic or any of the other topics that we have covered. Or if you just want to email uh, me there and get some feedback on your situation or if, you've, if you have ideas for upcoming episodes, please feel free to email me again at avoidingdivorce.com. In the meantime, do everything that you can to avoid divorce. Thank you.